Welcome back to another episode of NBA at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G. Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the plays you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is NBA at the Bar. We're your host. I'm T.A. This is G. Money. And we are back at you. And Happy New Year, everybody. We are in 2024, Uh, and we're going to finish off this unbelievable NBA season because, you know, it's starting to get a little hot. You know, we've gotten through that first half of the season, and now we're sitting over here going into that drive into the All-Star game to get to that halfway point, and then boom, watch out. We only got a halfway of the season. This bad boy, 82 games go very quickly when you're having fun. So uh, before we get started, I need y'all to do me a very big favor. I need you to like, I need you to subscribe, and I need you to download. For all of our new listeners, welcome. We really appreciate you being here. I hope you have some fun with us when we're talking that NBA action. So how you feeling today, Bubba? Oh, I'm feeling great, man. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, watch some games. There's actually some hotly contested games going on right mm-hmm. now. And so, you know, it just got me juiced up, ready to, for, for us to talk. Without a doubt, and and I and I was able to wing you off today yeah. from the, from that from that scotch from that scotch and got you on a whole cognac binge with me. So you we, know we're drinking that ABK six. Y'all don't know it's award winning. It's it super is. smooth. He's getting excited about it. I might be able to convert him from that scotch. I don't the know. Cognac. I mean. You might, because yeah. this one is good. I came from yeah, this is good. Yeah, so you know, a lot, lot of lot of interesting things going on in the NBA. A lot of movement actually mm. um, that we've seen for a couple of teams, and that's what we're going to talk about uh, today. But the first big movement, and what I've noticed is, you know, the Clippers have just absolutely surged in say the past ten days. I think oh, what are they yeah. about like twelve wins out of fourteen games? Yeah. And they're ten and zero with Kawhi. So 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 what are your thoughts about that? Do you think this team with that big four has the ability to go deep into the playoffs and maybe even um get into that championship uh before they move into their new arena? They're starting to make me a believer. Um I I, I still am gonna hold fast to the Clippers will clop mentality because I just <laughs> until they do it in the playoffs, I just won't believe it. But just you got to say when you're watching them right now, especially with with Kawhi, when Kawhi plays, they are monsters. I mean, he is in full cyborg mode. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just no emotion. Just uh, I'm going to just drop 20 on you and here. Take this. These three steals and, and this these four or five assists. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give it to you every time. And, you know, with James Harden giving them, making the ball, just it just flows with him easy. So they, they know how to uh, pass to each other in perfect cadence. So they look good. You know, it's kind of like Kawhi is truly that linchpin for that team because, one, he's not the star that needs to have the ball and be ball dominant. He's not the, the star that, that says, I need to score 30 points. He's a star that will actually defend on a consistent basis while mm-hmm. out there and, and, and be generous with giving out the ball when you have four, you know, literally, probably uh, four Hall of Famers on a team. You have to be able to distribute that ball but still maintain your greatness. And I believe he does that exceptionally well yeah and when they need a bucket or when they need to like take the heart out of a team he just has this way of being like yeah Mm -hmm. it just 
bing, bang, boom, I'm going to hit three or four shots in a row that are just going to just break your back. Mm -hmm. And he does that every time to just either get them a lead or extend the lead when the team is trying to fight back. And he's always had that ability, but it's just now because he's healthy, you're seeing it, you're seeing it on a consistent level. And it makes them just really scary because they still do have James Harden and they still do have Paul George and Paul George is giving them problems and giving buckets to everybody mm -hmm. as well. So, and Westbrook, let's not forget Westbrook. No, no, Westbrook no. is playing that perfect not complimentary ball. He's leading that second team with one of the other, yeah, uh, him, of the Powell, four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, uh, Westbrook is doing Westbrook like things mm -hmm. and he's not turning the ball over as much. That's key. And he's hitting an occasional open, uh, open shot. Yeah. You know, he's not looking like Westbrook. Yeah, this year I remember that when he was with the Lakers, they were what we call him Westbrook. Oh, I know, and, and you know why? And I believe one of the biggest reasons why you see a resurgence with with him is because he's comfortable in this environment. He feels good. He doesn't feel overly dominated by the other individuals like he did with LeBron. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the scrutiny is a little bit less on the Clippers, so we can right. still be in this big market, still be at home where he came from, but don't have the the light shining on him every single time they play. There's not a, an, a pressure for him to score 20. Mm -hmm. So he can get 20, he could get 15 and 11, but it, it, just get them rebounds and get those assists, play his game in just spurts, and he can be free with it because they're not relying on him Correct. to deliver them home. So now he's just icing on the cake. And and they look good. I mean, hats off to that coach. I, you know. So, so again, j just to hold you, because I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire at Ugh. the end of the year when they get into these playoffs and make a run. Um, you think they're gonna clock? I do, and I'm saying that just because of of my Laker love, but also just because they've done it every time. So they've, they've had other teams, but they never had a Big Four. No, no, they have not. This is the first. Um, I just think that the Clippers find a way to lose when they should win. So, <laughs> it, 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 and I just, I can't get that out of my head, but right now they look like they could represent the West. That's how strong they That's look right now. I mean, look. when you, when you win 12 out of the last 14, 14 games, and you know, and they went on a nine game win streak and then they lost two and then what won the next, what, four, four or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. They, you know, they, I mean, they, 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 they were a middling team, you know, prior to, um, them kind of figuring it out. You know, mm -hmm. they were, they were hovering right there around the ninth, 10th seed and now they shot all the way up to four. So if yeah. they can keep this going, I mean, you know, might I say they could pass up Denver? They could pass up Denver oh, and yeah. um, uh, OKC, yes. and, and get into that. And now they're really in contention, contention to make some noise. And this is not even the All Star break, so I mean, we're not coming down the home stretch just yet. We're so, going to revisit this at the All Star break to really see where see. they're at, and that's going to be a real barometer, a real determinant to see in terms of really what direction have they really figured it out? Are they, you know, clopping or? Um, have we unleashed something that the league wasn't prepared for because mm -hmm. of how bad that start was? Yeah. But, but you know, we talked about the Clippers surging. We got to talk about another team that started off very well but has had a tough 
10 days. And that's the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. Now, now Luka's been playing out of his mind. I mean, yeah. he had the 50-point game on Christmas. Level. MVP level. I mean, he's literally crushing the game. But one of the, part of the reason why he's crushing so hard is because Kyrie's been out. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie's been out for 12 games, and he's finally back. You know, you're talking about 12 games, a lot of games. That's like half of John Morant's uh, suspension. So he's yeah. been out for quite some time. But uh, Kyrie's back, and I'm expecting big things. What do you think the Mavs are going to be able to do now that Kyrie's back healthy? They kept him out an extended amount of time to make sure that he came back healthy mm-hmm. and he wasn't going to have a, a, a reoccurring injury. So what do you think about that squad? Um, I think that they – Kyrie is going to obviously improve them and they're going to be top three offensively if they're not already there just in terms of overall offensive efficiency because of what Kyrie does. And we already know what Luka does. And then you have Hardaway that is going to be if Hardaway stays hot like how he's been recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dropping buckets. They have likely is uh, I think he's a rookie mm-hmm. and and he's just playing good big man mm-hmm. game for them mm-hmm. and doing a lot of hustle stuff. And then. Uh, I think it's D Jones is also doing the same thing, just scrappy, athletic, mm-hmm. and, and just getting in and 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 making um, let's say hustle plays mm-hmm. around that offensive efficiency that's going to come from Luca and from Kyrie. So now that Kyrie is back, they they should make a push. But I just there I they are a team that I have to see them do it in the playoffs, similar to what we said about the Clippers. I just got to see them do it when the when it really counts. But I think that they will, they could push into that four C. You know, all, anywhere between eight and three in the the West is, and the East really is like there's a separation of maybe a game, two games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're all right there, right? Um, so and Dallas is right there. They're all right there. What I like how this team is is they have. Four legitimate individuals. When you talk about Luca, when you talk about Kyrie, um, when you talk about um, who I just said, Jones, oh, and Jones. then uh, also likely, yeah. you know, they have some players there, and, and also um, um, uh, what's my man's son that you just said is Hardaway, Hardaway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a, I mean, that's five players that can do the deal. Yeah. So I think this is a nicely constructed team. I think they can. Now I will tell you this: Kyrie just came back, and even though he, you know, he had a decent game, they still lost. Mm-hmm. So he's knocking off some rust. And they have to re kind of figure out how to play again together mm-hmm. after 12 game, games being away. And also Kyrie just is not going to come right in and just try to take over a game. Luca, when you're over here dropping 50, when you're over here in the top five in every major statistical offensive um, Cate- yeah, category, category yeah. outside of rebounds, um, but, you know, three-pointers, scoring, and assists, he's all in there because he had to do all of those mm-hmm. things. But Kyrie needs to sit over there. I like what he's doing. He's not trying to come in here and just say, hey, I'm back and rushing it. Mm-hmm. He's taking his time. He's getting his feet up under him. Mm-hmm. He's getting his sea legs back in there and allow this team to develop. It's still a lot. Even yeah. though we've played and a lot. some young guys, too. They, they, mm-hmm. Hardy, mm-hmm. Uh, I think, was it Dante Exum is on mm-hmm. that team as the point guard? Mm-hmm. They have about three or four young dudes that, you know, you may not necessarily talk about them a lot, but but they can get buckets and they can run because they're young. So they right. they, they can – push the effort. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they they can do something. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just guard heavy. So, yeah, it's they like, are. you know, they when you, when they start playing teams that are a little bigger, bigger and right. with more physicality, 
uh, you know, uh, they're gonna they're know. gonna have a tough night out. So yeah. really, their playoff push. I think I think this is unequivocally a playoff team. But I think that their playoff push is going how far they can go this year is going to be a little bit more determined in terms of matchup. Yeah, you know, than it does in styles. terms of styles, styles make, make fights. fights all day long, without a doubt. Yeah, and speaking of styles, you know, um, the New York Knicks had a style of play. You know, grind it out. Oh, yeah. Just uh, fighting. But the reality is, is that, you know, you can't keep up with a team like the Pacers, who's, you know, uh, high scoring, fast action, you know, almost mm-hmm. like Showtime Lakers on that grind it out style. They're not the Pacers. Um, and so they had to make a move. And so this is a time of the year that, you know, I, I actually love because teams have had an opportunity to assess mm-hmm. um, where they're at and assess what their needs are and project where they what they have to do to get to where they want to go. Uh-huh. And so the Knicks was the first team to pull that trigger. Yeah, I And they it. made a nice trade. Right. So at an OB trade, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I loved it. Uh, I think R.J. Barrett uh, and quickly. Yeah, it, it was a win-win. It was a win-win. Um, R.J. Barrett, uh, he was drafted by the Knicks. He um, has been streaky. And bottom line is, is they need somebody other than Brunson to hit a three, and they should not be <laughs> relying so heavily on, um, you know, Randall to like be the guy. I mean, that's Randall's good, but he ain't. He should. He, he ain't should that. not. Yeah, he should not be your your one or your two. They really needed R.J. Bear to be that guy, and he's just um, – he did what I said about uh, about Anthony Davis. He kind of became a shrinking violet, violet for that yeah. team. He just – he couldn't consistently hit the three. He's had years where he's been good. He's had even moments in playoffs where he's been good. But this year, he's kind of reverted back to the mean of him being average to poor mm-hmm. as a just as, as a scorer. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's because of the pressure. Maybe it's because um, Jalen Brunson was is so ball dominant. That's what I think it is. I think I think he came in here thinking he was the man coming from Duke, mm. and then you have Brunson who came in here with a with a greater work ethic. Because mm. I don't, you know, obviously yeah, that he's Duke mighty team mouse. Yeah. and those individuals didn't have. Uh, uh, the work ethic. Mm-hmm. I think you have a a coach that 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 is um um yeah, hardcore Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah, hardcore he's a grinder. He's like, we gonna practice. And, we and, gonna, and, and, and even though we came from Duke, I, I still don't think he has that a part of him. Kind of just like um, Zion doesn't. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And then we have the expectations of being in New York City, playing for a historic franchise like yeah. the Knicks. Um, those become weights on your shoulders and then when you hear in that media that you're not living up to what the the expectation yes. that they and have. you're the guy that they drafted so you're the mm-hmm. you're the quote-unquote homegrown mm-hmm. you know drafted guy mm-hmm. so yeah i'm sure he's he's felt the pressure of that all through his career mm-hmm. thus far um the reason why i really like the trade for the knicks is because ananobi is he is the guy who has no pressure on him and can do what R.J. Barrett cannot. He's mm-hmm. he, he can shoot. We saw that in his first game. <laughs> he didn't have a phenomenal game, but he had a rock solid game. He had, and, and, and they just needed the, the thing that you've seen with the Knicks is 
uh, it's hard for them to score, and you're and you're asking basically Jalen Brunson to be all worldly at his. And he sixth, can't do that every night. No, not he at don't got foot. that in him. He's leading the league in charges. He's getting beat up. Mm-hmm. He he needs somebody to take some pressure off. Mm-hmm. And Ananobi is also he's pretty big. He's like six seven, six eight, mm-hmm. and he can do the same things R.J. Barrett can do, but he can do what R.J. Barrett can't, which is score. Right. He can score, so that I that think RG Barrett can score. I just think, well, he for whatever been. reason, something's been a little bit uncomfortable. That's why, to be perfectly honest with you, because I'm not all the way down on RJ Barrett. I think, um, like we talked about, this is a win-win. But I, I believe that that Toronto's in a good place in this trade. You oh, know, they got quickly. Sure. They got RJ Barrett. If, if and I RJ like quickly. Barrett, Right, like quickly. But so what's great about him going to Toronto is the one thing I can guarantee you is that the expectations and the bright lights aren't going to be on him in Toronto. Right. You know, maybe in that small little market, but it's not going to be like New York. No, he's so. going to get a lot more love mm-hmm. and a lot less media scrutiny Correct. playing in Toronto. Correct. That's just and, and the facts. Then, and then hopefully he can just get back to his game, uh, to where he was when he was most confident, mm-hmm. which is just coming into the league fresh out of Duke and where he was the man. And also, you know, um, you, you go out there with Toronto, their GM, what's the GM's name again? Masai. Oh, um, yeah. I, yeah. I think you said it right, Masai. Yeah, Masai. I, you uh, know, I think he has a way with his players in terms of galvanizing them and helping them um, um, improve on their confidence and, yeah, they and have their a belief good in themselves. development staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have to love what they have done with the budding star on that team is Barnes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they have a solid center in Politai. Mm-hmm. They've got um, Dennis Schroeder, who mm-hmm. I couldn't remember a couple of drinks, uh, a couple of episodes <laughs> yeah. back when I was drinking. But Dennis Schroeder, who was, you know, the, the Lakers mm-hmm. uh, effort guy at, mm-hmm. at, at guard. And he, he's a smallish guard, but he's a he's a he's a guts and glue guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have they still have a solid squad. They're, they're not. I mean, they're. I think they're thinking about making one more trade move. So I'd be. Yeah, actually, get, let's get Siakam up out of there yeah. and get some value out of him. Yeah. Let's bring in another couple of good players plus some draft choices, yeah. and you have a team that this year's not going to make some noise. Yeah. But next year, with with, with a couple of. Um, extra first round or at least another extra first round draft choice and 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 then picking and then relatively see what, high see what we see. and then yeah. see what they can do yeah because so. the strange thing about toronto is they're not really out of the play with the play in tournament being in, in, in force mm-hmm. they're not really out of it they, i don't think they're 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 out of the 10 right now mm-hmm. but they're only a game or two out and i could see easily see them going as far as the seventh seed or being easily in the playing tournament mm-hmm. because they have enough talent to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. Well, I, we got to see what they're going to do with Siakam because that's really going to yeah. be the determinant. Are, are they going to play that trade looking for more draft uh, capital yeah. or are they going to play that trade looking for, you know, bodies that they can actually yeah. use this it, year? And that to that's me is just be. to free up money at this point. So if you're, if you're going to trade Siakam now if, for that team, you're just basically saying – you're not going to be a part of our future. But he's a staple of that franchise. So I think it's, he it is. is a part of It's definitely money. But it also, when you take a, the heartbeat of a franchise, because he's pretty much a heartbeat once Kawhi left, yeah. you know, he was that heartbeat no of doubt. that team. And you take that out, what is that team going to be? Yeah. But it's not about what that team is going to be this year. I think it's what is that team going to be next year? Yeah. And so we got to see how they play and how yes. the side plays. Yeah. So I, I think it was his last name was Drew. Simon Drew. Yeah, Drew. Right. right. It, that he is a, a phenomenal general mm-hmm. manager. So it, it is going to be interesting to see how he plays 
you know, this uh, whole Monopoly game. It's going to be interesting for sure. Without a doubt. And so, you know, like like this whole this whole episode is all about um, surges or or dips. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there are a couple teams that are kind of floating right there in the mix. Right. Mm -hmm. We got we got um, the Magic. Oh, we're talking on the East Coast, On right? the East Coast. We're yeah, going to yeah, yeah. some no, little bit of East Coast game right now. We got the Magic. We got the Heat who have surged. I mean, they were at the bottom of the, of the barrel at the beginning that of the season, the first month of the season, that Heat culture. They've surged. And then we have the, uh, the, the Pacers. Pacers. So when you look at those three that we're talking about are four, five, and six, which one of those three teams do you feel are going to be able to surge or possibly make a surge and really – push the top three the big three of the eastern conference um if i'm being honest none of them (laughs) because you still have milwaukee uh and that's a that's a formidable big three i feel you yeah that's still uh boston milwaukee and philly you're not getting past them dudes if i'm being honest but because i they're going to be arguing between who's going to be one two or three Mm -hmm. so I don't see any of them not making it into the the three. You know, as as good as all of these teams have looked, but it, it they're going to be jockeying. And I think you can also throw the Knicks in there. We just talked about the Knicks. The Knicks <laughs> at seven, uh, with especially with this trade. You know, they they have another. I must say, uh, because we're not even at the All Star break, right? So they also well, have a lot like, of basketball. Uh, left. Yeah, there's a, a a month, a month, maybe a month and a half to mm-hmm. where uh, any one of those teams could could usurp them eat one another mm-hmm. to make it to the four seed. Could they slip into the three only injury? I think injury, right. I think injury, injury can predicate that. Yeah. You know, but but it's so crazy when there is a lot of talent. Magic has a beautiful squad. I love the Magic squad. Mm-hmm. You know, Miami Heat are the Miami Heat, and they have a culture that's built in there, you know, obviously brought there by Pat Riley. They have a uh, – Pat Riley, they have a phenomenal coach. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and then they Pacers also – Pacers and Halliburton and Turner. Right, so, and, so there's a yeah. lot there, – there's a lot of deal. And, when, you know, when you talk about – we saw Miami go from the doldrums up to where they're mm-hmm. out right now. You know, there, there could be a second jump, but it's just that, that big three is so strong. They are. It, it, it almost seems um, – Unimpenetrable for I, for any I, of these I, other yeah, teams that are come up like this year, this year. But you know, the NBA is always about surprises. It's always about things that we didn't expect were that were going to take place and we didn't expect to happen. And you can never sit over here and identify where an injury is going to happen. I agree. So and we don't want to have happens, an injury happen. I, I'm emotionally, I want to say the Knicks just to fully answer your question. Uh, I think that they could make a surge, but if, but logically, I would say probably the Heat. Because with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy and, Buckets and, is that and, yes, he just so much heart. Oh so man, much they, they just yeah, they just thug it out. Mm-hmm. They do, they just grind it out, and you never know when it comes down that home stretch because we've seen them. They were the representative in the finals just last year, right? Correct. So it's like, come on, man, you already know that they they can find a way to just just. Basically, bully their way in. Bully and, their and, way and, in. And, and they're not. They're not. Let's say the TV favorite. Mm-hmm. They're not the commentator favorite. Mm-hmm. But they can find a way to bully their way in because they do it every year. And that's a mature team. And I'm traditionally not a huge fan of mature teams. I think young legs or what you need to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get to that next level and a budding star that people didn't expect to kind of step up and they step up, which kind of propels the team. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really, 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 really love the magic. I do. And, they're, and they're, the Pacers. Uh, 
there are those team teams are pleasant surprises mm-hmm. um, because you see, like you said, the young legs are and that hunger that they have are it's it's there. You seeing them mature, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still don't see them getting into the top three. I just don't. Uh, but Magic's been playing well. They had a little, they fell back a little bit. They kind of came back to earth. But, but, but I think yeah. that team that's kind of came back to earth, but they're coming back to earth. Pacers just came built, to the beat fourth. Milwaukee. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you know, I could also sound real stupid right now. <laughs> you know, they just, they just did that. So mm-hmm. the, I agree. It, the, the Orlando Magic looked great. Uh, the Pacers look great, but you know, I, 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 I don't see it, but. You, it, it, that's the parody. That's the beauty. It, it could be any of them. And I and I think looking at that big the, or that that group of three, I think where we're at at the uh, at the All Star break is going to be interesting. You oh, know, you're talking sure. about 45 days, roughly, give or take a couple of days until that uh, All Star break. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what what those specifically those three do. Who drops? Who maintains and who stays mm-hmm. to, to, to really get a sense on which one of those teams are going to be a breakout? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, like you said, I don't think we know yet, mm-hmm. right? But 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 also going to the West now, you know, we have the Pelicans, right? Mm-hmm. We have uh, the Mavericks, and then we also have the Suns. So you're talking about six, seven, eight. Which one of those three teams do you think can sit over and propel themselves, uh, at least by the all-star break and get into that, break into that top now, four? Now that is it. Who? That's hard. Uh, I think that it probably could be the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans have the most, uh, full, well-rounded team to make the surge, they just, they can never stay healthy. There's always somebody broken on that Mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess it's a similar circumstance. The the league is actually really interesting now because there's a lot of teams that are kind of like all right there. Um, because I think what we're all within a game of each other, of each other. Right. Yeah. We're game and a half, right. a game, maybe two games at most. They're, they're not even separated. Two they're a game and a half between those three. So they're all kind of uh, jockeying. Well, no, at the end of the day, the only other team I might say is maybe Dallas. Cause we just talked about uh, Kyrie coming back and Logan we're, we're, playing phenomenal. Yeah. So who and, do you think? And so all of them have some unique pieces. Like you said, the Pelicans, what I love about the Pelicans, do you remember that, um, Remember when we were young and the and the uh, cars they used to race and they used to have like a special little turbo, a little gas called NOS oh, that yeah. you could turn on. Yeah, hit that nitro, well, right? That nitro, right? So you know Zion, whenever he chooses to pull his head oh, out of his yeah, behind, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that nitro, yeah, that nitro yeah. for that team that yeah. he can turn it on and just boom, that takes that team to a whole nother level. Yeah, I think of him as like. He's chicken and biscuits, okay? He's, he's, he's a two-piece meal, you know? He's a two-piece. And, but Mr. 300 pounds. And so the thought process is, you know, it, you, we don't know what they could do if he sits over here and, and kind of the light bulb goes off in his head and says, I have time to play. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that has to do with a little bit where they're going to be positioned at going into the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. If he looks up and sits over and says, we can make a real run, he feels good about that because yeah. it's all about personal feeling in terms of how you react or how he reacts. You know, mm-hmm. if he feels good about it, I think he can turn that light switch yes. on and go. Now, when you have the Dallas Mavericks, we've talked about that. They have a nice team surrounding them. Um, it almost feels like there's a, a one 
and green. Like they need to make a trade to sit over here around this all the yeah, way out. They're it doesn't have to be a big trade, but it just needs to be something getting a big something like that. That kind of just uh, masking the deficiency that they currently have. But when you have Luca, which is I'm a, I would say a top five six player in the NBA. Oh yeah, and then we, we have Kyrie. Be, yeah, top. Two, three point guard in the NBA or shooting guard in the NBA or just guard in general. I think that there's a lot of exciting things that can happen with that team. And just Lucas has been playing so out of his mind. I mean, you, you're never out of it when you got somebody playing like that. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, you look at the Suns and if that big three can come together and all of them play, like not for, you know, one or two games sporadically, but have a good stretch, but have a good stretch like, like kind of just like what the Clippers have done. Yeah. Like that big three can come together and play consistently for 20 games and you look at them in the boom, they're in the fourth spot. Mm-hmm. So all three of these teams have the ability to sit over here and shoot. Um, shoot up. We just don't know which one which the cards are going to all. You know, it's like when you're playing a uh, uh, blackjack. You know, it's how do, or playing poker. It's like you know which who's going to get dealt that hand. That's mm-hmm. a winning hand mm-hmm. for them to sit over here and take down the whole pot. Yeah, but but they all have um, enough pl- uh, cards played to where they're just looking. For that one situation, that one player that sits over and ignites them. So I think all three of them have the opportunity to do so. It just, we got to see how it all kind of plays itself out and how it all plays. Yeah. I feel you. So, you know, uh, I want to talk about this one guy since we're just talking about young legs. You know, we're talking about the parody of the league, but I got to almost give a little bit of love to Scoot. Scoot, Scoot, Scoot Henderson. I'm actually glad to even talk and say the man's name. You know, he's the number two player in the draft. Hey, we haven't had a chance to play to talk about him at all. At and you're talking about the last ten weeks because well, he hasn't he ain't done, done thing. what everybody expected him to do. Yeah. But here's what the thing is: is when you're a gamer, when you're a player, when you've been picked in that on the, in that number two, it wasn't just by Kawinkadee, right? You know, he obviously had some game. Now maybe it's the team. Maybe he had to get accustomed coming from Vegas to Portland and sitting over here and having to get acclimated. Um, yeah, but the it's reality, not the most let's say um, uh, opportune situation because they have basically two poor guards with Brogdon and mm-hmm. Simmons uh, yeah. that are already on that team. But you just you. But he wasn't to brought there to run the offense. He was brought there to score, and he hadn't been doing that up until this point. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think that he's he he plays the point guard position because of his size. Correct. You know, he's not. He will have to be a mm-hmm. scoring point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just he hasn't. He's delivered a Steph. He's a Steph Curry. He, he was. Um, you know, at, at, at the very po- most positive outlook, he 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 was looked at as like a a another Steph Curry. You yeah. know, yeah, well, a lot of handle, a lot of handle, uh, a not, great shooter, but yeah. hard streaky, hard yeah, streaky. Yeah, I that is, it, I I don't want, I don't want to be unfair to the kid because mm-hmm. I don't think that there. It's a, it's a, that's a too much of a comparison to Steph. Correct, to say, I because agree. because Steph. And his ability to shoot threes mm-hmm. is not something that he has ever done. But what he is, is he's just so athletically, um, uh, dynamic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you, you just, you see that he should be able to just impact games with his ability to score because of all of the athleticism that he mm-hmm. has. Mm-hmm. And he's 
it, this is, and I, I think he might have been hurt too. So I also want to like throw that out as like a almost like a caveat for him. But he's finally this generation. Yeah. They always hurt. <laughs> the soft, they are though. Soft, that's that's uh, interesting. Uh, they are. Soft boned, brittle. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I don't know what it is. Is something in the water? I don't know. That's similar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but at least I can honestly say now within the last let's say two or three games. I've seen him ball. He just beat San Antonio. I wish mm-hmm. I wish Wemby was playing in that game. The problem is San Antonio. That would have been a great, you know, be able to see the one and two out sure. there. And that's going to obviously happen throughout their career. Yeah, but, yeah. But he looks good. He's starting to look like he's gotten 17 and then 22. And then he's gotten seven assists or, you mm-hmm. know, 11. It's like, okay, now you're looking like the dude that they drafted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so, sometimes it takes time. You know, yeah. that's the reality is it's like we know he has a talent. That's undeniable. Sometimes that talent needs to take time to get acclimated yeah, to, to the space that they're at, adjust to the league. Because the G League is, I don't care what you say, the G League is different from the NBA, yeah. obviously. I mean, yeah. that, that I'm not, I'm not sitting over here philosophizing on, on anything, uh, new, but, but it, it's just different. And, and sometimes it takes, um, especially, takes and, I, and I think it takes a minute for what individuals dominate in the G League because mm-hmm. what it takes to dominate in the G League is different than what it takes to dominate in the NBA. Yeah. And so that adjustment, you know, them having to reconcile in their own minds that this ain't the G League and I need to sit over it and have some adaptation to my mm-hmm. game to be able to apply it, apply myself, um, at the greatest level in the NBA. I think that takes some time and also. When you pick that high, you're, you're you're not with the greatest teams. You know, obviously, yeah. we haven't talked about Wimby. Bottom we up. talked about Wimby gangbusters in the first couple of weeks, but we haven't talked about him much now. And mm-hmm. that and that's, has far more to do with um, not who Wimby is, but the team that he plays on. Yeah, and, and, and Wimby's Wimby's also because we've said that he's lighting the ass and he's been hurt. So then, guess what? But he got hurt not because he's lighting the ass. He got hurt falling on a ball boy and twisted his ankle. Oh, well, yeah. So we can't blame that on Wimby being lighting the booty. No, no. Okay. So that's fair. But what I think is interesting is is that he's just not available. So so, let's say veteran pros, they find a way to kind of like gut it out and get themselves back on the court. And they find a way not to trip over a fucking ball boy because they they know the ball boy's... (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's almost like they're treating him like a Ferrari. You right. know, it's like, oh wait, hold on, you you know, or you're a Formula One uh, mm-hmm. car. It's like, wait, hold on, mm-hmm. we got a a pebble in the engine. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta go in and dig in, grease grease it up, knock that baby out because we can't have nothing happen to you, buddy. So we will make sure you 100 percent. Every time. Well, we what's nice about Wimby is he's leading the NBA. And um uh, and shot blocking. Yeah. You know, and so you know, young people. We can't expect them to come in in their first year and dominate in terms of scoring or something like that. But he found something to dominate in. That's mm-hmm. a very, very, very positive sign. Yes. Because you tell me there is no other rookie that's the top or even in the top five of any major statistical category mm. in the NBA, but he's leading the NBA in shot blocking. So that, again, is, is it, a it, testament it, it, to, to him, him, to how special he and is. The, and, and, the, and his gene pool, because he is seven <laughs> foot seven. He's better. He better. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that you're as tall as a two-story building, you should be able to block hey, shots. Did you see that picture <laughs> when, he, uh, when he was uh, standing next to KD? Mm, <laughs> you know, KD's a big mother. You know, KD's 6'11". Yeah. 6'11". Exactly. And he's yeah, big. 16, 16, 16. And he 
made KD look little. He yeah. made KD look like Scoop. Right. So, <laughs> this man can dunk and block shots without having to jump. He can just well, be like, that's, that's insane. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, like you said, we want to give a little shout out to Scoop because nobody's been talking yeah, about him because he hasn't good. been playing. He finally, how he finally, finally looks good. And I'm like, or is he's, he's contributing it in a meaningful way. And mm-hmm. so I'm just, I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are a couple other uh, young players. Now, they're not rookies, but they're young. They've been in the league less than five years. But these are the individuals that are um, they're going to be leading the jersey sales in a couple of years because they're just that special of individuals, just that special of players. And, and, and really, I got a good question for you because both of these young players are are statistically uh, um, in the top five and two or three Ooh, of I think the I top know who five about to say. offensive um, statistics. And so one, we have uh, De'Aaron Fox, mm-hmm. um, who, who's in the top five and three Gangsta. of the six most important or most um, publicized yeah. statistics. Yeah, we're in talking the about uh, th- scoring, you know, point scoring, uh, rebounds, yeah, assists, steals, blocks. He's in three of them. And SGA, Shay, another gangster, is in two of them, but he's ranked higher in the top five than De'Aaron Fox, but De'Aaron Fox is in more of those mm-hmm. statistical mm-hmm. categories. So that was an interesting dichotomy to me. Mm-hmm. It's like when you look at those two, they're both young, up and comers, fresh legs, uh, yeah, monsters. They're, they're, they're not even, it's interesting you say the word up and comers. They're almost at a stage in their career where it's going to be like, I've arrived, ladies and gentlemen. And, like, and that's kind of I'm a disrespect to both of them. That's yeah. a little bit of a disrespect. Yeah. They have arrived. Yeah. But they're still, in terms of the arrival list, yeah, they're, not, they're, they're at the not, back of that list. Yeah, they're not usurping uh, LeBron. No, or, right, or, or, or Steph or any of them. Yeah. And, and that's because these individuals put in the time and the work, and they said, oh, we're done it consistently. And they won at a and highest they won. level. But 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 these are individuals that we will be talking about us doing this podcast in the five future. six oh, years absolutely. from now. We'll be talking about them at, 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 just like we talk about LeBron and, and Steph Curry. Yeah. But but my question for you is is you know I want you to put on your GM hat. Okay. You know uh, it stays on. You, you, you know <laughs> you you convince the Lakers to get rid of Palinka because he's just an agent and they gave it to you. Oh man! So, that, which Jeannie, you need to do that. But anyway, <laughs> and Jeannie sat over here and said, "You know what? I'm gonna give you the keys to the bank account, the okay. keys to the fucking vault for sure." And which one of those two, if you could get both of them, which one of those two? Or if I had you, to choose between, if you had to choose, which one of those two would you sit over and say, "This is the one I gotta have"? Wow. Um, well, that's a really hard question, but um, honestly, because of one reason and one reason only, um, age, I would probably say SGA, only because he's a little bit younger. Um, they don't do the exact same things we put no, you, they but uh, they are both young and in their primes. Um, you know, but I would, I would just say because SGA hasn't even reached what will be his technically his prime years yet, <laughs> and he's already a monster. Like, yeah, he's already a monster. <laughs> so, but you know, De'Aaron Fox is also a monster, and he is one to where. You know, I I screamed. I I hated the fact that Magic 
uh, drafted Alonzo Ball. And, no. and, you had, and you had this monster in the draft. Had, yes, because I think most of us watching, even though you you weren't mad at them getting Alonzo Ball, but what you saw just even in college was just like, that dude is just better. And it was just like, no, Lakers, yeah. It's like, I But it's I the Lakers. It. It's Hollywood. Like, yeah. you had to have yeah. that Hollywood Al- church. Alonzo Ball probably looked like he could have been more Magic S because, he, you know, he played mm-hmm. for the sexy UCLA team. He mm-hmm. was homegrown. He was all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was good. And, and, but I, and I know, Lord knows I didn't, none of us could have expected him to be injury prone, which is what he ended up being. Right. But because of but, them shoes. Yeah. But Deer and Fox <laughs> just look better. And then, you know, every time that Deer and Fox played the Lakers, and even to this day, give it to him. He gives us because he's sideways on that. Yes, mm-hmm. and so he's mm-hmm. literally a, a Lakers nightmare. He's mm-hmm. he's a nightmare when we play him. He's always going to have like a season high um, in points and assists. Mm-hmm. So, but I, with all of that being said, there's it's not like there's a wrong answer, but I think I would probably go with Shea Gildress because of the youth. And, and you know, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't, I, I, I can't reconcile. Every time I lean one way, because I, yeah, your, your, like argument, up at night like, your, no. your argument is is one hundred ten percent correct. But God, Fox is so, um, G. He is. These young people get on my nerves, but with their little sayings. But when you talk about pushing P. DeAndre Fox is pushing me like this cat is sitting over here mm-hmm. uber aggressive sit over and take off on somebody yeah. and I would have loved to see that player with LeBron oh my god you understand that LeBron yeah. could have sit over here and, and really taken that, like, that, that lump of clay like Kyrie type 2.0 Kyrie with 2.0 but I think even more gangster than Kyrie because Kyrie's more that's cerebral what, that's than why gangster I said 2.0 because it's because Kyrie is still six one, so mm-hmm. and and I think uh, I think uh, uh, De'Aaron Fox might be like six three, six three, six four, yeah. right? So so but he's like, a little bit of a taller boost, and will sit over and go take off on somebody, and and he can hit it from anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's and he's let's say uh, almost from that movie Spaceballs. He's ludicrous speed, <laughs> right? Right? Like he is ridiculously right. fast. So, so looking at it from with this team of the Lakers and using the example of Jenny Buss giving us the keys to the to the to yeah. the kingdom, I would like to see Fox with this yeah. team. I get but, it. But SGA kind of like overall, unequivocally, I get it. Just yeah, um, both of them are very special. And, and also, what I like about SGA, which kind of gives him a little unique wrinkle, is that he's international. He comes from Canada. He's played in those international waters, and I and there's something about playing in those international waters more consistently than the American players do every four years. Mm. Is that you? You know, this world is big, and, and that that international b-ball game is different than the NBA game. Yeah, and so you kind of get a little bit of different flavor. It's mm-hmm. like adding some extra seasoning, uh, you know, to to an existing yeah, yeah. dish. We, we put that, some paprika that, in there. That that, that, that <laughs> the average doesn't do. It right, makes right. it be like, ah, or it's some like cumin. It's slapping, <laughs> right. Right. And so that's what I think with SGA, his international experience applies for him and why you see him um, unique. He almost reminds me of a, of a, 
of a guard uh, Kawhi. You know, Kawhi is kind of like a yes. uh, a hats uh, uh, or a person of many trades. Like it can do a whole lot of yeah. things. Great. Like that's what he reminds me of. So I get you that. know it, it's tough. I get that because when you're talking about Kawhi, I think one of the things that makes Kawhi special is that. He's got girth. He doesn't have the athleticism of a LeBron James in terms of his jumping ability, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. or and his playmaking ability. But what he is is the reason he's so ridiculously strong, and that he just can just basically and he's gangster a smart his way player. To, yes. and that's where uh, SJA is. He's a very smart player. SGA is is he's. Kawhi light, meaning he's not physically, he right. doesn't have the pounds right. on him, but he's he's strong mm-hmm. and he can get wherever he wants mm-hmm. to go and, and and make it happen. I would almost think any other team I would pick SGA, but with the Lakers, I would pick the Aaron Fox. Fox. Yeah, <laughs> and to me, I, I, there is no wrong answer with that one, right. but I, that's why I said in the beginning, the only reason that I would change, I would pick SGA is because of the youth. But if we got De'Aaron Fox, you know, I, I'm still getting the raise. You, you, you <laughs> still, because because we, we going uh, we going to put a banner up. For but, sure. but what's exciting for me is is which one of these two players is going to propel themselves to that superstar level. That you know I think, what? I, but it, well, here's what the thing is. Here's what's unique about this. Is both of them are in tricky markets. They that, are that that, that kind of puts a cap, like Oklahoma or or or, or, or Sacramento. Sacramento. Like both of them Freaking are in tricky markets uh, or tricky markets. So so the thought process is is um, what do they do after this contract is up mm-hmm. to be able to position themselves? For greatness, you know what? That's it, where we're going to really it, see. And you who. know what's interesting about this season? I actually could see them playing each other in the playoffs. I could see mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. OKC and Sacramento mm-hmm. having without a doubt and be the best, the best oh, series the super, of the whole super playoffs. Duper, yeah. Super duper entertaining, mm-hmm. and they would solve it for mm-hmm. us right then and there. That, like I could see that happening. I don't, but I don't even know if that solves it. Like I said, I don't think we can make that determination now. I think the moves that these individuals make on that next contract. So you're talking about within the next three, four years. Okay. I think that's going to be the determinant which one goes to superstardom and which one just is a star. Mm. Because they're both stars, right down take a picture. They both have the ability to be superstars. They're not in markets to be mm. superstars now. So who positions themselves the best to be a superstar. Maybe one of them go to with LeBron to Vegas. Maybe, but I think the interesting thing about their seasons is that they have an opportunity this year, mm-hmm. this very playoff, to take those like almost like how uh let's say the Greek freak did with Milwaukee. Mm. Take those Mm, uh, run that of the was mill, yes. Run of the mill. Perfect. Nobody yes, cares yes, about yes, them. Yes, 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 uh, yes. Franchises. Yes. And turn those franchises into winners because you made it to the Western. Then SGA. Or you made it SGA to the is more set up for that to take place. Yes. But yes. that was a phenomenal, phenomenal analogy in terms of comparison. Yes. Yes. They have the that. ability. And the opportunity this year to do that. So 
well, it's going to be interesting. That that's actually one of the beautiful things about watching the the season. Love it. Ooh, I don't I don't know what the hell they but they could mm-hmm. they could go that far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. So you know, everybody just like us has expectations for teams, mm-hmm. right? Expectations of what the prognostication is of what's going to happen, of what we see taking place. Mm-hmm. Here's where the reality. We all came into this season expecting certain teams, certain players mm-hmm. to do certain things. Mm-hmm. For you, who is not living up to the expectation that we <laughs> have okay. coming into this season? All right. So uh, you see me wearing purple, right? See, every, you wear purple gold, okay. you wear something. So, so, so uh, it'd be. <laughs> I would be remiss <laughs> if I did not say the Los Angeles Lakers are uh, Rudy Poot. But I also think the Phoenix Suns, um, those are the, the, the two teams. That's where you stole mine. The Phoenix Suns is like, You yeah. agree with that? Okay. Oh, without a doubt. I, 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 without a doubt. The, the, those but I think it's too early are... to make that full-on determination for mm-hmm. the season. Mm-hmm. But up until this point, Obviously, the Suns have not lived up to it. The Lakers, it's harder to say they haven't lived up to it. The record states that. Yeah, I mean, but, but their accomplishments say something different because now we have accomplishments to be able to be had in the middle of the season, right? Listen, I don't now they won, they won the $500. And they won the in season tournament. $500. $500. I want to make it 500 now. <laughs> Damn that. I'd be like, Ishbul. Okay, I don't give two hoots about that in season tournament now because y'all have looked like dog meat ever since. And so I'm tired of it. I think all of the Laker fans are tired of it. And you know, and I'll I'll cut my own self off because I, I can go on a real deep dive on it. Yeah, but please, what I, please, but I won't do that. Because here's where it twists this with the Lakers. I agree with you. Obviously, them being at five hundred is not what we expected, but you know, we've talked about this in previous episodes, and, you know, we're going to touch on it right now. They don't have a team as currently constructed right. to sit over here and compete with right. other teams that have been constructed better. It, they can and, compete and, with uh, most of the teams that we just talked about. And that has nothing to do with the players. It has everything to do with the GM. Because wow. there's, a, there's players there. There's a foundation there to do that. The GM, the organization has not placed the correct people. People in place. They, they, the only, it's almost, almost like they want to do it cheaply. Well, look, I don't, I don't necessarily uh, agree with that. I, I just, would so say, you think they do have a team that can do? I think that the Lakers have had a, a hard early season. They've played a lot of road games. They, this month, January, I think they have somewhere around like nine or 10 or like maybe their next, let's say nine out of their next uh, 12, 10, 12 games are at home. So you're saying the Lakers like the Cowboys. They can't look, they can't win on the road. Well, it's just they've, they've played a lot of road games. They played a lot of back to backs. Now, this is not an it's an older team. Well, the, their stars are older, so that this is, is yes. an, uh, an impediment. And, and, and it's not an excuse because what we said about the Lakers before, and it's still true, is that they don't have enough 
um, let's say, offensive efficiency at this point to be a threat. They do not. It is like basically LeBron and AD have to play like monsters, and then they got to have Reeves and somebody else, and that somebody else can vary to fill in the gaps, and then they win the game in a close game. When they all play because they are built, the way that they are constructed, they are built to be a top two, top three defense and they weren't supposed to be a, a heavy scoring team. How can you build a defensive team around individuals over 30? Well, that, that's, that, that's again, Polinka. That's that tricky shit well, right there. On paper, and what they did last year, that's what you were expecting. How do you build a defensive, defensive team has nothing to do with so much with scheme. It's about effort. Yes. It's about energy. It's about what you have in the tank. Yes. You have the oldest player in the NBA on your team. But you can't okay. surround that team and say defense is going to be our secret sauce. But, but that's what Darvin Ham preaches. No, 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 no. He preaches what was given to him. No, I, I don't, I don't think so. So think, do you have an offensive juggernaut on no, that team? I think, I think that he's just Darvin turning Ham, it into? Darvin Hand came from the Detroit Pistons and the, you remember them, that Pistons team that won the championship with, uh, why was Wallace Darvin and all Ham hired? Well, because, because, because they, they won, didn't want to spend. Okay. You can say that. I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but you, you can make that argument. All, all I would simply say is, they went to the Western Conference Finals last oh, without year. a doubt, without and a they, doubt. And one of the reasons why is because the latter half of the year they were literally number one in defensive efficiency with these same players. One of the reasons why is because you have the greatest player that ever touched a basketball on your team. But the reality is, is that thirty nine, it rolls not too far from my age. Uh, okay. uh, when you have an individual that 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 is that old. That that only works at the end of the season. That only works in a one-game elimination tournament. It doesn't work for an 82-game season. And so my thought process is, is that they had to be better. And that's why Magic left. Remember, why Magic left yeah, is because there, he there was in control reasons. of the deal. Yeah. And when you have Palinka there sitting over here making choices for this team. Now, mind you, this is not the only team that's in the – that 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 is not set up perfectly, even though there's an expectation for them to play great. We have the Phoenix Suns that sit over and have a big three, but they, one of the big three is um, constantly hurt. The the, the Lakers and the broke. Phoenix Suns are very similar because they both have uh, there is theory of what they have on paper and what they should be doing and what they're actually producing is different because of what. Because because of the personnel decisions that they made. Is it fair to say, we talk about this damn near every single week, the Lakers need more. Yeah, I don't think the Suns need more. I think they could. it would be cool to add one other person. I just don't think that the, the situation was really set well, up. Well, if you think that uh, Nurkic as your center um, and you basically relying heavily on Booker and Bradley Beal, who's always, always on the shelf. Right. Um, and Kevin Durant, who is... Uh, not fragile, but is is uh, also of somebody who can get hurt, and 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 then you're just you you just putting duct tape together, Metu and and Gordon and and, and guys. Right. It it uh, I don't know if they're let's just say 
constructed to win. They're they're top heavy. They're, they're top heavy, but if the top plays, the problem is is the top don't play. Yeah. If the top play, what would this team do? Yeah. So so I agree that in this general sense about the the way both teams are constructed, they were constructed with an idea that didn't come to fruition in the regular season. Period. End of the story. They they have not been able to prove. Lakers have not been able to prove that we're going to be a top three, top two defense, and the the Suns have not said that we're going to be a top two, one two offense. And both of those things have not come to pass. My challenge with the Lakers is is also reached not the answer. And, I, and I'm tired of every single individual out there that's probably never played the game, but sits over and gets excited about Austin Reeves for whatever reason, sits over and says Austin Reeves is the answer. Austin Reeves is a compliment, and if they get another individual that um, is of the elk of, yeah, a, they need to make a, of a LeBron, uh, they have to be – equitable, but if LeBron and AD are here and they bring in somebody here and then you have yeah. Austin Reeves here, well, now we have a team yes. that can sit over if here I, and make if it if happen. I, if I'm, you know, and I hope Jeannie's listening, but if I'm if I'm the Lakers, I will want to go in and get DeJounte Murray from the Hawks. I love that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I that think, makes a whole lot of sense. I think they need, they need that desperately. Mm-hmm. Now, just as it relates to the season, the Lakers are going to be playing a lot of home games and they're going to basically be in their own bed. We're going to have the ability to surge. And so on and so but forth. here's our twist is. So they we can't, we can't talk, up. we can't talk now about the surge. What we have to do is look at where this is a, yeah, this is a prime team. team. This is a prime team of where are they at at the all-star break? Right. If they're six, five, Okay, we got action. Right. Because if they're 10th, which is where they are have right a now. nice day. If you if LeBron is in the play-in tournament, then damn everybody. Um and why do we always pick these bad dudes? Like why just like uh I think we had done the year before. It's like we got Gabe Vincent and it sounded good on paper and then the motherfucker You know why? Because you know why? It's because the person who's the GM is really just an agent. Well, you do not like Palenka, boy. <laughs> you do not like him. I, Palenka, Palenka's cool. Look, we go, we go around. Palenka's cool to you. I like him. Uh, I like him. Hey. That was Kobe's. Hey, name, hey, exactly. Know? That's why okay. you like agents. I like real general. Uh, right. Look, respect. talked it out. I need y'all to sit over here and like, download, uh, subscribe. Subscribe, yes. Show us some love. All of our new people, this is 2024. We are making the trek to the playoffs and to the championships. Come with us. Come yes. on this journey, this voyage. Let's see because what these guys know, do. Because you know this league, this sitting over here is special and unique. So, appreciate all y'all. We having some fun. Mm-hmm. Money. What did we say last week? The NBA is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> hey, so is this cognac. Oh, yes, appreciate y'all.